Welcome to the Ghosties Podcast. I'm Christina, a psychic medium. And I'm Missy, a medium in training. We are besties who look for ghosties. Join us as we go on our paranormal investigations, ghost hunting trips, and crossing over earthbound spirits along the way. This is Ghosties. Hello. Bonjour. Bonjour. Joke. Y'all don't even want to know what bonjour is about. <laughs> Have you seen the little um, meme and it's like toast and then it's like French toast and it has a beret on and it says bonjour? No, I haven't seen that before. <laughs> Shannon and I will say that to each other. She'll go bonjour or she'll say um, French toast and I'll say bonjour. Bonjour. Oh, sorry. Still gives me the chuckles. Shannon doesn't listen to this podcast so she'll never hear that. <sighs> sorry, she hates us. It is Kyle. I know I heard the bump. Well, hello, everybody. Hello. So this episode is going to be about sea creatures, sea monsters, creatures of the deep. Creatures of the deep. Mm -hmm. What was that movie, 10,000 Leagues Under the Sea? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that about a sea creature? I don't know. I didn't see it all the way through. I remember, like, the original that was on the Disney Channel from when we were, like, little. And there was probably one before that, too. Remember the diver that had to, like, go into, like, the moon suit? It was like the, you know, like the old school right. scuba diver suits. Mm-hmm. I always remember that for some reason from there. I have a friend that's a diver. He hasn't really? told me any stories, though. Oh, I call oh, him scuba. Oh, oh. oh that's, that's right. That's his code name. I need to know the freakiest thing he's ever seen when he's been scuba diving. All right. Because interesting, <laughs> interestingly enough, like, I love the water, but I would not like to scuba dive in the water. I feel like all I he does do is... Like, work on um, Navy ships and things like that, maybe. So, I don't know how far down. He might have gone down in his training. I think he did training, like... I could be saying this wrong, so I hope he doesn't listen to this and get offended. Because, again, I told you last night, my memory is crap. (laughs) And so, you'll tell me something, and I really will forget. I'm listening, but... Mm -hmm. um, He did his training out, maybe, on the West Coast. Mm -hmm. Washington, Hawaii, they're all coming into mind right now. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I need to see the creep. I need to see. I need to hear the creepiest thing he's ever seen. I'll ask him. I'd like to ask some. I'll like, message him right now while we're doing this episode. Ooh, do it. Dear Scuba. I would, I would love to know. Like I it. know. Is it the old person energy? Maybe. P.S. Guys, uh, so we often we double up on our episodes and record double, um, you know, just to save trips and do all that good stuff. But my memo is in here with Missy. She's been talking to her since yesterday. So, <laughs> but... Well, this never happens to me, y'all. Like, I never have a spirit that I know of follow me around. If so, I'm just oblivious. <laughs> I think all of this stuff is starting to happen now that you're, you're not pregnant. And now that we live in the world of talking about creepy things and ghosts, it's like, oh. Yeah. But I think the they know not to, like, come in front of me and be like, Hello. I think mm-hmm. that's why they come to me in my mind's eye, because it's not threatening. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because they know how jumpy I am. Mm-hmm. Listen, I was talking about something earlier, and I was standing in my bathroom. Jackson was in the other bathroom, and I heard a noise, and about came out of my skin. <laughs> and it was <laughs> just reading something that you had typed or something. Ugh. Yeah, I'm the same way. 
Oh, very... it's about those pictures, the bruises. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I literally, I thought I heard a woman scream, but I think it was the TV. It, I just don't know about it. Yeah, it, so this is another side note. We, um, we were asked to go and investigate someone's house. Yeah, that's kind we, of exciting. Mm-hmm. And we've got some pictures that they sent us. Which were very interesting. So we're trying to get to the bottom of it. Yeah. Arrange some times to go do that. We just have to pick a day where, I don't know, Logan might have to take a little trip over to Titi's house. Ooh. He might have to go over there for a little bit for a few hours mm-hmm. to test it out. Because I'm not taking him with me. Yeah. No way. It's one thing you. if we're just going to go, like, kind of feel out of place and, like, take pictures. and But going to, like, a place with some kind of dark energy mm-hmm. that we know for sure is potentially hurting people mm-hmm. never yeah i'll blame you i wouldn't either and then we have to take a sage shower when we leave <laughs> <laughs> so one of those, you know how what is it the meme or the jeff one where it's like the giant sage and it's like oh i know right you know, like I a know. forest fire of sage that's gonna be us bathing in all the i know protection or cleaning afterwards i have a good feeling about it i feel like We'll be able to get to the bottom of it. I feel like that's not going to be the last one of those that we're asked to do. I think it's going to be a thing. We've talked about this. We have. Before we even recorded, you talked about it, about, you know, maybe wanting to go and Mm -hmm. be able to cross spirits over or, like, do investigations. And these are, like, real ones. Not them fake ones, like, on TV where they're like, hey, did anybody hear that thump? And they, like, stop. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. I don't watch those shows. I know you guys are legit, right? I don't... Well, so... I don't really like to watch like shows like Ghost Adventures and Me things either. because I feel like it's for show. Yes. I also feel like not everything is a demon, no. you know, and to Zach Baggins, everything is a demon. I wasn't going to say his name, but you did. <laughs> In the podcast I listened to, apparently the co-host has like beef with him and he like blocked her on social oh, dang. media and stuff. Dang. She always talks about it. Seriously, like, okay, here's my beef with Ghost <laughs> Adventures. Ghost Adventures is a bunch of like... They always give me like frat. Yes. Oh, yes. Frat dude. Get out of my head. I know because I've never really even watched that show. (laughs) They remind me of total frat guys that have had a couple too many beers, talk about how they want to rouse some ghost up. And so then they just devote their time to antagonizing a ghost until that ghost finally squares up on them. And then they leave that place. And then they leave terrified or he buys the property and demolishes it. Like, what is that going to do? Yeah, he bought the demon house, supposedly. From the family that had all of those original problems. And then I think from what I heard, he eventually bulldozed it. Do you think that by bulldozing the place, they're going to go away? Clearly no. you don't know anything about this line. That's what of, pissed me oh, off. This line of work. This line of work that we're in. Now that I did one reading, I'm just, <laughs> listen, honey. But you know. You know how it goes. Yeah, like they're going to okay. attach to the earth. Yeah, they're either going to stay they're in the there. earth or they're going to attach to you yeah. and follow they you. Listen, home. they're going to attach to something. Yeah. Okay. You just destroyed their space. Yeah, why don't you go watch that bulldozing happen, old Baggins? I just feel like a lot of his little tactics are, like, a little tantamount to torture. Like, you know, how would you feel if somebody, you know, all of a sudden busted in the middle of your house that you didn't know and started demanding that you do things? Right. Give us a sign. Let us know that you're in here. You said you're, you know, like, why would you want to go into some random stranger's house and... And also, yeah, and you don't know what's for show because it is a show. 
So yeah. you, listen, they're not going to go on a ghost adventure and have zero happen and you're going to watch it. I know. So how much of it is really real and how much of it is artificial? I know. Because that's that's the reality of ghost hunting or you know paranormal investigating in general. Sometimes you go to spaces and absolutely nothing, nothing happens. happens. Listen, that's our life sometimes. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's the nature of of the game, you know. And, and then we they just follow us home or something and we're scared and don't know why <laughs> later that night. Nothing happened today. Why am I so terrified? But yeah, you know, we, I feel like honest investigators are honest enough to say, I don't feel anything from this space. This space's energy feels really good to me. Yeah. Um, you know, like I think it it they're deserving. Spirits are deserving of someone that's honest in this work because and, they're just people. And that's you know? one thing I was worried about. Remember in the beginning, I'm like, we don't have enough juicy meat yeah. on this place to where people are going to want to listen. Yeah. Because if we're not, you know, if we're here to tell ghost stories and we're telling you we went to this lovely house and we saw absolutely nothing, you're not going to care and you may not listen again. Mm-hmm. You may have already stopped listening, but <laughs> we're on a tangent. But, you know, like, and that's exactly what those shows are. How did we get here? Mm-hmm. How did we get into this conversation? I don't know. Ghost hunting... Oh, because we were talking about the person's house that we may go see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Negative energy, bad stuff, all mm-hmm. that. Anyways. But that's the deal, guys. So, moral to the story. If you ever have somebody come and investigate your house, and the first thing they do is scare the crap out of you, oh, yeah, I feel demons in here. I feel, go- you know, they need to come in like professionals. Yeah. They're not going, if they're professionals... They're not going to scare the crap out of you beforehand. They're no. not going to probably tell you even what's in the house I was say, that day. No, They're going to take some time with the house and figure out what's going on. And if it is bad energy, you don't want to scare somebody with that. So you right. want to find a peaceful way to clear it yes. or, you know, yes, mm-hmm. yeah, something. Houses that have paranormal activity going on in them. I told Missy this earlier today, but if anybody's ever heard that old esoteric saying, like, as above, so below... If you've got some funky stuff going on in the house, take a couple of minutes and just internally go over the circumstances of your life for at least the last six months. What's going on in your life? Usually there's some chaos. Usually there's some turmoil going on for that person. So it's it's important to be sensitive to what other people have going on in their life. Did somebody just touch you? I think so. Yep. <laughs> a little like tickle right there. Yeah. Somebody probably touched you. Right, anyways. Sorry. Anyway, we've gone on a tangent. All right. Back to sea monsters. All right. So um, when we went into this episode, um, I thought probably one of the one of the cooler things about, oh gosh, what did he say? This is Missy's diver friend. A dead body. <laughs> oh, that would scare the crap out of me. That's like Jaws. He said the creepiest thing he'd ever seen diving was a dead body. And I'm sure that would be mine too as well. Um, So anyway, uh, so I think what's so crazy about our oceans and the sea in general is that approximately 80% of our oceans have been completely unexplored. Think about that. Mm. Most of our planet is water. That scares me. How is it that 80% has not been explored, but we have a space force how do we have a space force? We can go away out of this world, but we can't stay in this world. And How do we have a space force, but we haven't explored our Earth in entirety? Have we, the people, been told to mind our business when it comes to that? Is that something from the spirit world that's like, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like we don't have the technology that we need to get down to like the depths. 
I can't believe that statistic. What's, oh, you mean like the 80%? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? That's terrifying. Water terrified. I'm a Pisces and I am terrified of the water. (laughs) How backwards is that? I love being near it. I love to smell it. I love to be in pools and to have my feet in the water and to think about. Mm -hmm. But when I think about the ocean, it sends me into a panic. It is a little terrifying. It gives me, yeah, like I'm having a little anxiety right now. We also grew up in like the Jaws generation. Because Jaws really got me for many years there. Mine is like tidal waves, just movement of the ocean. Mm -hmm. So when I see waves, that gets me. So when I saw that weird... (laughs) Yeah. Video on TikTok that I did the TikTok Oh yeah. Like, when your soul left your body. Oh my god. <laughs> Maybe we should do a TikTok with that today. Ooh, that would be cool. Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. So I looked up and did some research on two pretty prevalent um cryptids that have been known to be sighted in bodies of water. The first one was the Kraken, and then I also the did kraken. some work. Yeah, the Kraken. And also the Loch Ness Monster. So for those of you guys who don't know what the Kraken is, the Kraken is rumored to be a giant squid or octopus of massive proportions to be around 40 to 50 feet in length, enough to pull an entire mast ship down and sink. They're said to dwell off the coast of Norway and Greenland. Um, And I actually found a documented story of a sailor from the 1800s who saw the Kraken. Mm. So... <clears throat> this is how they wrote it. Dawn, 26th of October, 1873. <laughs> My candle is dim. Yeah. <laughs> the future looks gray. Sorry. <laughs> so he said, Dawn, the 26th of October, 1873. He's writing with his feather pen. His little, yeah. Daniel Squires and Theophilus Picot. <laughs> <laughs> Did that tickle you? I don't know why. <laughs> Theophilus Picot. Theo. Along with his 12-year-old son, went to a bay near St. John's at Newfoundland's southwest corner in a dory to put out a net at Conception Bay. Uh, This is when they saw what they thought to be a patch of seaweed. It was rather large, but upon inspection, uh, the surface was shiny and a violet blue. Uh One of the men used the boat hook pole with a hook at the end to poke the suspected carcass which suddenly shot eight Would suction cup-covered arms out of the water oh. and into the air. The arms whipped the air, and in the middle of the beast, they could see a parrot-like beak and two dish-sized eyes. A couple of snake-like longer arms shot through the foamy water and began pulling the dory down into the water. Yeah. I'm done. Uh, the grown men... breathe. <laughs> The grown men bashed uh, with their arms and with their oars at the animal, trying to get the animal to free them from its grip. It was at this time that the 12-year-old Tom, his son, grabbed an axe and chopped the two thinner arms that were grabbing at the dory. The beast withdrew and immediately sank into the deep, never to be seen again. And probably regenerated or whatever. Yeah. Grew its arm. They said uh, there was a larger vessel that was just a little ways away from them that had dogs on board that were barking at what was going on at them. Mm-hmm. They said it was giant, like a giant squid. Barf. Yeah. Remember, guys, remember those like old school paintings of like ships being overtaken by like this huge octopus or squid or whatever it was? That is supposedly the Kraken. Isn't there a liquor called the Kraken? 
Maybe. I think so. It's like a rum or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. random, sorry. Yeah. I also had this thought when you said it, they poked it and its arm shot up of when Logan startles. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I started chuckling because I just thought him like... <laughs> I he love startled it. the poor little Kraken. <laughs> so, um... He's probably so, a big goofy thing, that one. I know. Bless him. Anyways. I know. Um, so that was the Kraken. And I pretty much scoured the internet trying to find some actual first-hand accounts of other people, you know, in a more up-to-date time telling stories of seeing a giant squid. And there were many sailors that had talked about seeing giant squid, but nothing that had attacked their vessel. Um, so let's move on to Loch Ness. Well, real quick, sorry. Mm-hmm. Real quick. If real you quick. haven't heard it, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. We're joking on our... Um, our little commercial. Sorry that you guys have had to hear it 21 <laughs> times now or whatever. But it's the only one we have. Um, there, I remember, and I want to say it was in the aquarium in Manio in the Outer Banks. Mm-hmm. They had like a sea camera set up. Oh. For some kind of giant squid. Oh. This was within the past. Well, it was before Mike and I were together because I think I was. Anyways. It was like 15, 16 years ago. I don't remember. And Did they catch it on, on I video? I don't know, but it was hmm. like a it was like a monitor that you could just sit there and watch the water like underneath yeah, because there like had that. been <laughs> sightings of it. Oh. So a giant squid, not the kraken necessarily, but apparently there is a super large like I mean, I'm sure there's more than one. I will be- I listen. I believe in all of this stuff, especially after I talked to Espy. And who is Espy again? Espy <laughs> is my spirit guide. In case you guys haven't listened to the other Yes. Ones. I talked to Espy about pretty much everything. Um, and when I talked to her about the Kraken, she said that there is a giant squid that exists that's very similar to what they have described. She said that uh, from what she made me feel like, I felt like I was in cold water, not so much warm water. I felt like I was up north towards like Antarctica. Um, or like what they were saying, like Greenland, um, somewhere around there, it feels like it's up there. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then I moved on to the Loch Ness Monster, which is probably one of the most famous of all of the ocean, you know, cryptids. So we've talked about me being on the Loch Ness Monster in Bush Gardens and how that tunnel scares me because you are riding around and it's like, ugh. Mm -hmm, I know. You can see, even though it's just painted on the wall, it scares me so bad. I know. I know. It is creepy. So, reports of uh, a monster inhabiting the Loch Ness date back to ancient times, but notably, local stone carvings had been uh, shown depicting a mysterious beast with flippers that lived under the water. The first written account appears in the biography of St. Columba from 565 A.D., And according to this work, the monster bit a swimmer and was prepared to attack another man when Columba intervened, ordering the beast to go back, and it obeyed. Mm. And over the centuries, only occasional sightings were reported. Many of of these alleged encounters seem to be inspired by Scottish folklore, which abounds with mythical water creatures. In 1933, the Loch Ness Monster legend began to grow, uh, at the time, a road adjacent to the Loch Ness was finally finished, which offered an, a completely unobstructed view of the lake, which people hadn't had before. The April of... Part two. Part two. 
our yeah this uh our recording thing just all of a sudden cut off on us so we figured it must be time for a part two (laughs) yeah it really like we just realized all of a sudden that it was no longer recording Mm mm-hmm yep all right so i'm gonna pick up where i left off so we were talking about loch ness monster in 1933 the loch ness monster legend began to grow and at the time our road adjacent to the loch ness was finished finally and it finally offered a completely unobstructed view of the lake so then in April, a couple saw an, enorm- an enormous animal, which they compared to a dragon or a prehistoric animal that lived in the water. Mm-hmm. After, cross- or after this particular animal crossed their path, it disappeared into the water. So they saw it above ground Ugh. and then walk in. Ugh. So the incident was reported in a Scottish newspaper. There was also an underwater sighting by an American naval officer named Captain Marvin McCamus uh, while being accompanied by Captain Bill Rainey. Um, Both were in a famous deep-sea submersible, the Alvin, on July 1965. They were sent down to check on uh, a listening array, um, which I don't know what that is, guys. You might have to tell me. Um, They were in a very deep part uh, an area of the Bahamas known as the Tongue of the Ocean, which I didn't even know that was a thing. They were approximately 1,500 meters underwater, which is about 5,000 feet. Ugh. He said all of a sudden, this is what he noted in his uh, captain's log. They said that they were in the area of the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, well, look at that. Would you mm-hmm. look at that? I know. He said, I was astonished suddenly to see a thick body with flippers, a long neck, a snake-like head, with two eyes looking right at us. It looked like a big lizard with flippers. It had two sets of them, one, two sets in the front and two in the back. Then it swam upwards with its back turned before we could get out our cameras and get them angled. They were set to photograph 15 to 25 feet in front of the submarine, and the thing had already swum out of the camera's range and angle. It was like it knew. Hmm. So I asked Espy about what exactly Loch Ness Monster is. I wanted to know what kind of species it was. And she said it is the cousin of the plesiosaur, which is called a plesiosauriodea. If you look it up, we'll post it uh, when we publish this episode. It does look like the cousin of a plesiosaur. It's got a, a huge, you know, curved neck like what they were talking about, the flippers, two in front, two in the back. Um, She said that its original species went extinct during the time of the mass extinction of the dinosaurs. But they said that these animals were special in particular because they had the ability to dive deep down into the areas that were so pressurized, like in the deep sea. They said that during the time where the dinosaurs were becoming extinct, there were many volcanic eruptions going on at that time, which polluted the air with too much carbon dioxide and something else. But she said that it became so toxic within the air that the land animals began to die, and the same happened for fish that swam close to the surface, didn't really dive down for the most part. So the animals that lived in you know, the ocean that had the ability to dive down deep right. were some of the survivors of that. Right. Um, Would it be sulfur? Yes, sulfur. Mm-hmm. Sulfur. Psychic Sally over here. Um, she also gave me the feeling like Loch Ness or whatever you want to call them, Nessie, whatever, 
um, that they have the same abilities that whales do in terms of speaking. You know how they make those speaking right. noises to each other, like sonar almost. You pretend that you know how to do it and do it. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was more like a ooh. <laughs> Sorry about us. I always think of uh, Finding Dory, Finding Nemo, all those. Oh. Fish are friends, not food. You never watched it? Stop at this minute. You and I have to watch it. Fish are friends, not food. Say Shannon's it always like, why don't you watch any of these movies? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> it's a cute movie. It's very cute. Um. So anyway, she said that they basically have the same ability. They could talk to each other with that same type of sound, which created almost like a sonar type of frequency. Okay. Um, so that's how they would find each other. Um, and this continued to allow them to migrate deeper into the water. Um, all right, so I asked Espy a couple of questions about the ocean because I had some questions. I've got questions. Okay. I asked her about what, why is it that our oceans have never been fully explored? And she said, first off, we do have the technology, but they don't want us to have the technology. Oh, well, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And the Bermuda Triangle doesn't exist. Exactly. <laughs> she said, um, there are many deep sea portals in the deeper portions of our ocean that lead to outer space. Okay. I had no idea, girl. It blew my mind yeah. open. So she kept showing me these images of how, like what you showed me, how these UFOs would dive into the ocean. She said, usually... Yeah. There was something going on in the air that was preventing them from getting to wherever their, like, that pocket of time is that helps them travel in okay. between dimensions. So if they can't get up to the sky, they'll go out, down into the That's ocean, she says. sightings of, like, the flying saucers diving down into the ocean. Yes. I, girl, it blew my mind wide open. And she was like, save it as a surprise. Don't tell Missy yet. I was like, oh. <sighs> Thanks, Espy. <laughs> yeah. I was, my mind just blew right, wide open after wow. that. She said that much of our ocean is undiscovered territory, and she gave me the feeling that many different uh, ancient creatures dwell in the deepest per parts of the ocean. Many that we thought were probably extinct, but they're not really extinct. They're there. She said that there's also many new species that we probably will find in the next 10 to 20 years. <gasps> Mm -hmm. that are down in the deepest parts of the ocean. I also asked her about mermaids. Oh, boy. Mm -hmm. Here we go. She said that mermaids were very common during the time of Atlantis and Lemuria, the lost continent of Atlantis and Lemuria. She said, though some do exist, uh, it is very rare now, and it is not the mental image that we have of mermaids. Let's take a quick break, y'all. Just a second. And we're back. Back. I just had to put a little protection circle around. Logan woke <laughs> up and there's spirits here. And yeah. Taking our energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel a little bit better. All right. So I asked SB about mermaids. I, oh. If you're like me, I was one of those little girls that loved Little Mermaid when yeah. I was a kid. You know, all that stuff. So I asked her if it was true. She said that they are real. Okay. They're not as prevalent as they used to be. Um, she said that they were very common during the time of the lost city of Atlantis and Lemuria. 
uh, but they stu they do still exist in certain part portions of the world today. However, they don't look like what we thought they looked like. She I said they that. were cuter back in Atlantis, but now the ones that still exist are extremely horrifying looking. She said they look like a very uh, misshapen, kind of scary face. They have like weird teeth. Yeah, kind of sharp yeah. teeth. Um, and then they have the body of like a person and then at the hips it turns into a fish. And just the little picture that she showed me, it was kind of scary what they look like. Did they come to you differently first or no? Is that just an urban legend or whatever? Uh, she made me feel like Probably they come to people in their mind's eye first and draw them towards the water and then keep pulling them further out Ugh. into the water. Yeah. That's why I don't want to go to the water. <laughs> so I asked um, SB what their purpose was. Like, why were they there? What was their purpose? And she said that they had the ability to open doorways or portals by using their voice. She said they had the ability, she showed me like Mariah Carey, how Mariah Carey can hit that crazy note. And she has said that she can break glass if she hits that note a certain way. In the same way, mermaids could almost like yell. Oh, was that a fart? <laughs> Logan farted y'all. Um, she said in the same way, they would all of a sudden just like belt out a note and it would open doorways in the oh, mountains wow. or in a wall or... If you remember in Hellier, they talked about, they did a spirit box session in Hellier where they said, play those tones, play those <gasps> notes tones. to open the door in the cave. They said there was a specific frequency that would come from their voice that had the ability to open these different doors. So she said it would just sound like a super high note. She said sometimes people couldn't hear it at all. But for the most part, it just sounded like somebody was belting out a really high note and then doors would open. Isn't that crazy? Uh, yeah. My mind blew wide open. She was showing me, like, all this stuff. She was like, remember in Hellier how they talked about play those tones, play those notes to get the doorway to open in the cave? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy. I know. All right. So can you imagine being underwater? No. And all of a sudden, homegirl opens her mouth and starts singing and no. a door opens next to you under Especially the water? Especially her razor-sharp teeth. Her misshapen face. She showed me um, a quick little mental image of what they looked like when they were in Atlantis and Lemuria. And they looked closer to what we think they look like. They were attractive. They had a really pretty scale. They just let themselves go over the time. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. Same, girl. Same. I know, right? So that's what I got. That was my portion. Okay. Yeah. Well... Due to our friend Kat telling us about Chessie, Ooh. Um, I looked up Chessie, and Chessie is a sea monster said to live in the midst of the Chesapeake Bay, which Ooh. is right around our way. Wolf. Claims of sightings appear in local media and regionally themed books from 1936 onward. Chessie is supposed to be the Loch Ness monster of mm -hmm. the Chesapeake Bay, pretty much. Which, in my research, I've discovered there are several mm -hmm. of those around the world. This one, the earliest reporting site... Mm-hmm, can't read. <laughs> this is purported, excuse me, P-U-R-P-O-R-T-E-D. The earliest purported sighting. <laughs> <laughs> 
I copied and pasted this. I did not type it. The uh, earliest reported sighting of a Chessie-like creature may have been from a military helicopter flying over Bush River in 1936. Oh, jeez. The helicopter crew observed something reptilian and unknown in the water. That's all they said about it. <laughs> around 1940, in 1943, around Baltimore, two fishermen spotted something in the water. This thing was about 75 yards away at right angles from their boat. At first, it looked like something floating on the water. It was black, and the part of it that was out of the water seemed about 12 feet long. So that's only about one part of it. Wow. It has a head about as big as a football head. It turned its head around almost all the way around. Ugh. 78 witnesses claimed to have seen Chessie near Southern Maryland's Calvert Cliff State Park and in the Potomac River in Westmoreland County, Virginia. Wow. In 1982, a uh, couple supposedly videotaped them near Kent Island. Their video shows a brownish object moving side to side like in an aquatic snake. Like in an aquatic snake. 1982, can you imagine what the video quality is? Was it on like the film strips? Probably. Did they have the giant box camera? <laughs> I'm just wondering. <laughs> you know, it's probably a VHS tape in oh there. Oh my gosh, it had the big microphone sticking off the front of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the most recent reported sighting occurred on April 5th of 2014 at 1.40 a.m. Okay. While parked on the side of Arendelle Beach Road, directly next to the Magothy River, mm-hmm. when the tide was really high, a Maryland resident and his friend reportedly saw Chessie less than five feet away from their car. They described it as a snake-like creature 25 to 30 feet in length, without fins, topped with a slender football-shaped head, and black in color, although he could not distinguish between having scales or leathery skin. Rise out of the water, but the head and the tail just breached the surface of the water as it moved with a serpentine motion. The yeah. witness first questioned himself in two separate if it was two separate animals traveling behind one another, but soon realized it was one creature because of the pattern it created on the water surface. There are no known snakes in Maryland that get anywhere close to 25 feet long. Wow. Although no photo was obtained because the witness was so trizy trying to figure out what the hell he was looking at. Um, he did not think to take a picture with his cell phone. The witness was so moved he called the Department of Natural Resources right after the sighting to report it. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's Chessie. Ooh. Which I never even knew about, which is crazy. That's nuts. And the next one, I don't know. Okay, this is the lake monster said to live in Lake Champlain. Okay. So I don't know if it's Champ or Champ. Oh. And they also say, they spell it with a Y too, so either Champy or Champy. I okay. don't know. All right. Um, Lake Champlain, if for those of you who don't know, it's a tw- 125 mile long body of fresh water shared by New York and Vermont. A portion of it even uh, extends up into Quebec. Oh, wow. Canada. Over the years, there have been over 300 reported sightings wow. of this one. Wow. Um, the first recorded. Um, Sighting happened in 1609. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry about me. I missed some of the words again. <laughs> <sighs> it 
they documented a 20-foot foot serpent thick as a barrel and a head like a horse. So here's that reference again to the horse head mm-hmm. in all of them. Mm-hmm. So it's like the same creature but in different parts of the world. Mm-hmm. They call it football shape. They say it looks like a head and it's like a big snake. Mm-hmm. Um, there's. Let's see. Here we go again with my notes. I just did these too. Can I take a pause? No, just talk about it for a minute while I look. Oh. <laughs> um, I, I definitely remember, uh, I feel like I saw some Chessy episodes on Unsolved Mysteries where they talked what? about Chessy. Mm-hmm. Like the old The school? old one with Robert Stack. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. Here is an 1819 report um, in one of the papers up there. They It's called Cape Ann Serpent on Lake Champlain. Um, they spotted an enormous serpentine monster and estimated the monster to have been about 187 feet long, um, 200 yards away from the sky. So he could see it. Um, he said it had the horse-shaped head, looked like a snake, um, and the eyes were colored of peeled onions. Ugh. It also described it as having a belt of red around its neck and a white star on its forehead. So that's new. Wow. Mm-hmm. Huh. In 1883, a sheriff claimed that he had seen a water serpent 20 rods, which is the equivalent of 110 yards, Mm -hmm. from where he was on the shore. He claimed that he was so close he could see round white spots inside its mouth and that the creature appeared to be 25 to 30 feet in length. Jeez. Yeah. They're actually, when I looked on the Google, there are some pictures of it. Wow. Some of them look like they are fake, but Mm -hmm. some of them look... Like they are very real. Mm-hmm. So if you want to Google old okay. Champy or Champy, Champy, whatever you want to call him, <laughs> yeah, over three hundred sightings—that's a lot. Yeah, it's more than Loch Ness. Yeah, there was there's one of the Pacific Northwest, and it was called like I read it the first time as like Cardborosaurus or something, but it's Cadborosaurus. I don't know. Oh, a uh, Cadborosaurus. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there's only like four sightings of that one, so I didn't look up any stories about that. I think all of these are just little cousins of each other. Yeah. They all have to be related. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm Mm-hmm. I think they're just little cousins of each other. Yeah. Interesting. It's creepy, though. I don't want to go in the water. I know. Well, guys, if you've ever had an interesting water experience that scared the crap out of you or made you kind of have a head-scratch moment, definitely let us know. We would love to expand on... Uh, some more of this this water mystery. If you were a, a sailor or someone in the military that worked on the water that saw some Diver. creepy things, tell us Whatever. your stories. We um, would love to hear. And I'm sure there's obviously other creatures that, like I think a lot of the stories that are out there are based on this Loch Ness Monster type snake eel thing. Mm-hmm. But I want to know about the other ones outside of the Kraken that are out there too. Have you ever, I think we've talked about this before, but there have been like some tsunamis, I don't know if it's like Thailand or somewhere like that, where all they show all of the creatures washed up on the shore afterward. Oh, I haven't seen. Listen. Ew. That would be alarming anyway. Yeah. Ugh. There are some creatures. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Listen. Sea spiders, everything. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Can it, what's more terrifying than a sea spider? Spiders in general and then put it in the water, I'm done. I don't know what it is about, um, you know, like Thailand, Vietnam, like these foreign countries that have jungles. 
it's very interesting that they have markedly different creatures that kind of stick to these jungles. Maybe maybe we need to ask Espy sometime. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to write it down. Ask Espy, because I want to know what she says. Okay. I'd be interested to know. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. Over here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, as always, mm-hmm. find us on social: yep. Facebook, Instagram. We have a Pinterest. Mm-hmm. You can email the Ghosties Podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And we are probably, if Christina has time, um, going to work on a few TikToks today. Yeah. So it'll be the Ghosties Podcast on um, TikTok. Cool. Yeah. Cool. See you guys Thanks. later.